0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you might be listening to this. It is a beautiful day for a ball game here at, I guess we're still at historic Melnick Field. We're coming back with Becky Bros Trivia uh, Part 2, Apocalypse Edition. I'm Doug of the Dugout, and we're here to play some trivia baseball. As always, we have with us our host, the Sultan of the Sniffles, the False Graph
1: of the Flu, the Master Incubator, the Five Minute Professor. Why, thank you very much. Uh, Good to to be with you today, uh, Doug, and with our two contestants today. Uh, This is a show which we are still working through, but because most everyone is on lockdown, most everyone has to be home anyway. It turns out we have a giant pool of people to draw from, so we're going to record as many of these as we can. And people do need a little distraction, so hopefully we we can give people one good hour. So, uh, joining us today, we have two players. Uh, We have, first, a player uh, representing the Daisy's Angels, Chris of the Princeton Keevans, lover of cats and silly reality TV shows, just trying to say sane in an insane world. And Chris travels through social media through obfuscation. Uh, Her social media link, Chris, this is something you made a decision on. It is not your name. It is instead the name of my cat. You're going to guess that. Yes. Uh, so, yes, she, uh, her entire social media presence is her cat, which causes only slight confusion when I say to someone else, so I have one female voice and one male voice, which is one <laughs> of the things which makes this really work well, because we have two different sounding people playing. Uh, and he says, so, one of them's definitely a guy. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. uh, your cat, your cat is a boy cat, correct? Yes. Uh, and, and I'm sure it doesn't cause any confusion, confusion, at any time, anywhere. But he's a feline. That is true.
0: All, <laughs> all cats are by nature women, right? They're female, and dogs are male. At least that's the way it declines in German. Sure.
1: Oh, Uh, Brian, what other, and so uh, our other uh, contestant today is Brian, and uh, to give you a little background on Brian, uh, Brian was born of a journeyman barber and an artisanal pie artist. He mastered his (laughs) art under imaginary friend Jonathan Harris. He works in healthcare technology, which is actually kind of dangerous, giving his admiration for Dr. Smith, but he loves his wife, his kids, and his greyhound, and also he likes to think that his college friends called him king of the impossible. It turns out they did not. In addition to that, before Brian was not the king of the impossible, I knew him in high school. And it is solely because of Brian and his ilk that I am familiar with the tiny landlocked African nation of the Great Rift Valley, Burundi. Brian, it is good to have you with us. It is oh, a his pleasure introduction
2: pleasure. is way better than mine.
1: Well, I had you each write them. So you have no one to blame save for yourself, Chris. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, Roscoe, Brian, though, right? No, no, Brian. no, no, no. So, so Brian and Chris, those are our contestants. You only oh. know their email, social media names. Oh, okay. I got that confused. So Brian is yes. in no way a cat or a dog. It, it turns out that Brian is in no way a cat or a dog. But okay. in high school, he was in the I, Model United Nations. I think if you asked my wife, she would tell you that I am, in fact, a dog. I was <laughs> a chick in high school. <laughs> uh, so here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to go through the rules of the game, uh, and then I'm going to give you a lecture. And then we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back and play our game. Are you folks all ready for that? Woo-hoo! I'm ready. All right, here we go. Uh, here's how we play our game. We are starting at the top of the ninth inning. The score is tied. Doug, what is the score in the game right now tied at the top of the ninth?
0: There have been uh, absolutely no runs scored. It's as if the batters are afraid to touch the baseball that's been touched by another human being because the air itself is out to kill us right now.
1: <laughs> uh Doug it's 0-0, have- in the ninth. Somebody's got to score now. Uh, Doug has 10 questions for each of these. They're numbered simply one to nine. They are worth a variety of values. There are one answer questions, which are singles, multiple answer questions, which are doubles, triples, or home runs. Scoring is like in baseball. So it doesn't matter how many questions you answer right. It's how far you advance the runner's. We don't count right answers. We count runs. Each wrong answer is an out. Three outs, and you are out of your game. I will be our official scorer. That means if there is a dispute, I will decide how the answers are scored, and I will also advance the runners. When there are two outs or a runner in scoring position, some base runners may advance further than the batter, as if it was an actual game. Uh, and that is the simple version of a game. There are a couple of twists. The first twist. Doug will not be reading the questions in the order that I wrote them. Uh, He will be asking them in the order that your opponent chooses. So each of you is going to choose numbers between 1 and 10 for the order of the questions. You're also going to have the option to uh, have some assistance while you're at the plate. The first one will be to take a pitch. If I ask a question, actually if Doug asks a question, and you do not have any idea what the question might be, You can just take that pitch. You can do that one time. It is essentially a pass. The question is retired, and uh, you do not get any additional outs. You just have one fewer at-bats in the game. You can also foul off a pitch. This would happen if you get the answer wrong and you have a good second guess. This may involve some body English on your part, a la Carlton Fisk, 1975, Game 6, I say that because both of you are from Massachusetts, so I'm 100% sure that you know the reference. But if you kind of twist your body just right, that ball will fall harmlessly out of play, and you'll have a good second guess on an answer. You can also step out and take signs from the third base coach. There was some discussion that we would rename this. You just listen quietly to see if they're banging a trash can in the dugout. But that is against the rules, it turns (laughs) out. So instead, what you're going to do is you're going to look down to the third base coach and you will get a clue. It may be a multiple choice. It may be a clue to the answer. When it is a multiple answer question, it will only be a clue to one of the answers. And it's the one which I felt was the easiest. Do you have any questions about any of those rules? Can I ask a question that we probably should have asked before we started recording? Sure. Uh,
0: uh, Are you giving the clues?
1: Yes, I would give the clues. Okay. All right. Cuz that would put a lot of work on you since you haven't even seen the questions yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I've written some I've written several clues in. Yeah, I've oh. seen a few, but I don't see all of them and I'm like, correct. If you manage to hit a grand slam, you will win a substantial grand prize. That means that you get all four answers right on your home run question. Today's sponsor is BMC Mattress in Longwood, and we have a second sponsor, which doesn't provide a prize, but today's sponsor is (laughs) Waco Taco in Longwood. It's the home of my regular Wednesday night trivia show, but since you can only walk up and get one trivia question when you go to pick up your food and leave, uh, we've decided not to host trivia there this week. One question at a time makes that game go very, very quickly. All right. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to start with my lecture. Or should we do the lecture first, Doug? What do you think? Let's do the lecture. All right. We're going to start with the lecture. So here's what's going to happen. We are going to have 10 categories. The categories are, in no particular order, Howard Cosell, (laughs) the Golden Raspberry Awards, Mount Etna, Sarah Jessica Parker. It's her birthday, by the way, the Monte Cristo sandwich, the doomsday book. Apropos. A question about Paul Michael Glazer, who turns 77 years old today. Elton John, (laughs) whose birthday is today. And a question from the lecture, which you're about to hear. Both of these questions are lifted directly from the lecture, at the end of the lecture, we will have a closest to the pin question to determine home field advantage. What I'll do is I'll ask the question. I will let you take our short break to get your guesses together, and then we will take your guesses. Are you ready? Well, <clears throat> Paul
3: Michael Glazer, I mean, uh, Zach Morris is 77.
1: Yes. Oh, that's that's somebody else, isn't it? That's No, um... Paul Michael Glazer. He's totally different, and I'm not going to tell you who he is. Because I'm going to ask you who he is later.
3: <laughs> okay, Saved by the Bell would be easier, but go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's okay. not saved by the, the bell. saved by the Bell. But yeah, it's not Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah. All right, today's lecture is on pancakes. Pancake has been an English word since the early 1400s. An English pancake, however, bears very re- little resemblance to our pancake. An English pancake has its ingredients. This is the pancake, by the way, which makes... Uh, Strove Tuesday or Pancake Tuesday, the day before uh, Ash Wednesday. An English pancake has eggs, flour, and milk, and nothing else. Our pancake is much more like what you would call a scotch pancake, which includes a leavening agent, either uh, bicarbonate of soda and cream of tartar. uh, (laughs) That is a a typical way that this is done. This creates a a thicker, heartier, and dare I say, cakeier or more cake-like treat that were called flapjacks when made in frontier communities of North America in the 1600s. Now, banana pancakes are unusual. Banana pancakes came from Asian cultures, which never really relied on processed flowers, so they didn't have a native pancake but with a rush of American, Australian, and European travelers following the Lonely Planet guidebooks in the 1950s and 60s, it created a cottage industry of heartier breakfast cafes in Southeast Southeast Asia, which introduced local fruit, including the banana. Potato pancakes, common in Eastern European food since the introduction of potatoes from the New World in the 16th century, Latkes are not Hebrew. They are more Yiddish. In fact, it appears that latkes are hard to come by in Israel, even during Hanukkah. And there are quite a few varieties of pancakes, but Johnny cakes are a type of cornmeal flatbread, which although sounds like a pancake because it's made in a pan and has the word cake in it, not a pancake at all. Fake pancake. All right. Now, it is time for the question, which I want you to ponder while we take our first break. Our question, related to today's lecture, but not lifted directly from it. There are how many IHOP restaurants worldwide (laughs) as of December 31st, 2019? Think about that. We're going to be right back with more of Breaking Balls Trivia with the 5-Minute Professor. This
0: is Breaking Balls Trivia, hosted by the 5-Minute Professor and produced in association with the Lenny Melnick FantasySports.com network. The Professor can be reached best by joining the 5-Minute Professor group on Facebook. I'm Doug of the Dugout, and I can be reached at Twitter, at Urban Baboon. If you can be so kind as to rate and review this podcast, wherever you may be listening. And now, back to our show.
1: This is Breaking Balls Trivia with the 5-Minute Professor. I'm your host, the 5-Minute Professor. Also with us, my co-host, Doug the Urban Baboon. Uh, And I must tell you, uh, Brian, when you told me you had spoken to Doug already and you pronounced baboon the same way I like to pronounce baboon, which is almost certainly not right. uh, There could be serious problems with our educations.
3: (laughs) Blame the (laughs) Severians.
1: All right. Uh, Let's uh, I'm going to let Chris start. Chris, how many IHOP restaurants are there worldwide <laughs> by your estimation? Um, uh... You've only had like three minutes to think about this. Yeah, we needed a longer <laughs> break for this one. Okay,
2: 17... 1727.
1: 1727. All right, I'm all in at 1727. Brian, what do you think?
3: I'm going to go with a little less than that. I'm going to go with about 1,202.
1: All right. So you you decided to shave off 500, which is very nearly a third, and say it's only a little bit under. When you could have just said 1,726, and if it was lower, you would have been right. And now maybe I have to do math,
3: Brian. I was told there would not be math on this show. There is no
1: math for you, but now I would have to do math. If it was lower but it's higher, there are actually 1,841 IHOP restaurants worldwide. The home field advantage will go to Chris. Uh Chris, you will be answering questions second. That means that you will be telling Doug the order of the questions to ask first. Cool. So what number should we start with? A number between 1 and 10. I would like you to keep track, but you are under no obligation to keep track because Doug can keep track. Nine.
0: Number nine. Number nine is the Elton John category. Uh Elton John has won two Academy Awards for Best Original Song. What movies released in 1994 and 2019 were they from?
1: So what that means, Brian, is you get to get two answers or one answer. If you're confident in one, you give one. If you're not confident in two, you don't have to give that second answer. So what do you think the answer is, Brian?
3: The first one is going to be the Lion King.
1: All right. He says the second
3: one is going to be the live version of the Lion King. I do have no idea for the second one.
1: All right, so you're going to go with just the Lion King.
3: Just the Lion King.
1: All right. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Line drive, right field, just over the jumping second baseman's head. A lead-off single, and it's good that you didn't go with your inclination for the second guess. I will ask you, Chris, Chris, do you have a good guess for what the second one might have been? It is not the live version of the Lion King, because when it came out as a live version, it was no longer, Brian, stop me on this, an original song. point well taken just throwing that out there Chris do you have a guess I do not the song I'll tell you the name of the song see if either one of you know I'm gonna love me again nope which which I don't know if people should be bragging about their ability (laughs) to love themselves again Uh, if the doctor says you can only not touch your face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we, you know, we are in isolation here so
0: you can touch other parts they're free reign
1: but the face don't do it rocket man oh rocket man. elton john oh. movie that came out last year had a new original song i'm gonna love me again all right so we've got one question down where are you gonna go next chris you get to choose oh
2: what okay what what number um 7
0: 7 that that is the Howard Cosell category oh, for a potential God. double in the 1970s Howard Cosell was the main announcer for ABC and Monday Night Football and which two other sporting events that are neither annual nor weekly
1: so there are two right answers here once again you can go with one or both it's early. Oh,
0: oh, hold on. Uh,
3: first of all, let's start with the Olympics. Oh, OK. Uh, another one that's neither. I'm just
1: going with the Olympics. I'm going to say this just so that we're all out front. I don't know how often you do that that noise making when you're killing time, if you do it during team <laughs> meetings or things like that. But I want you to know that it started out sounding like you were saying blowjob, 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 blowjob. And I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, it was. Okay, All right. Good enough. You did say the Olympics. And you made just the one guess. Here's the windup and the pitch. It is a soft fly ball left field. Left fielder coming on. He is not going to get there. The ball falls. There are now runners on first and second with nobody out. The Olympics is correct. 1972, 1976. Howard Cosell was the main announcer for ABC Olympics, and he also in nineteen in the 1970s was the host of boxing,
0: That's
3: which was it periodic. Oh, of
1: it was periodic. It was oh, not uh... Rumble in the Jungle. Of course, yeah. Actually, he did not do Rumble in the Jungle. Ah. he did not. He was there, but he did not do the announcing. Uh, and I only just read this today, or so else I would have guessed Rumble in the Jungle as well. Uh, they had, um, they had an actor who was doing, uh, the commentary. It was very unusual. Yeah. All right. Where do we go next, Chris? We played um, nine. We played seven. Three. Three.
0: That is the category everyone's waiting for, the Bachelor.
1: Oh, now the
0: Bachelor <laughs> is the category which Chris chose. <laughs> So, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. that's the category that Chris was waiting for.
1: Yes, it is the category that Chris was for sure waiting for. Brian, are you a big fan of The Bachelor?
3: Uh, I can't say that I am, Professor.
0: All
1: right. All right. All right. All right.
0: Well, let's see how this plays out then. For a potential <laughs> double in the first run of the game, the question is The Bachelor has aired on which two nights of the week on ABC? Kristen, don't just shout out the answer. I need right. seven. <laughs> uh, I give you seven multiple choice.
3: i'm gonna look up to the third base coach
1: Ooh, so he's gonna he's going to make a a move to the third base coach so uh i will tell you that has spent most of most of it on one day but i'm gonna give you a clue for the other day named for the norse all father it spent most of it on one day of the week, but the other day, it's, it was on very briefly, and it was uh, it was named for the Norse Allfather. What day of the week is that? Named for the Norse Allfather. Well, that's Wednesday. <laughs> is it? Okay. <laughs> do I have to give both? You do not. You can give just the one. You've done that on all three of the doubles so far. But better to have three doubles, uh, to have three singles, than have three outs. I'm going to say Monday and Wednesday. Ooh, he says Monday and Wednesday. He goes all in, knowing that he could at least drive in a run with the attempt at a double. (laughs) Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. A line drive. Into left field, left fielder back. Not going to get there. That ball's going to make it to the wall. Bounces away. Not cleanly fielded. One run scores. And there's a runner standing at second and third. It is now one to nothing. Still nobody out here in round number one. The answers are Monday and Wednesday. I'm, nice job. I'm, I'm impressed.
3: <laughs> I'm amazed.
1: I, 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 I'm
0: trying to understand why you went with the second one. I mean, it worked out. That's fine. But you hear that trash can in the background or something? <laughs>
1: all right uh chris i I think you're throwing good pitches here he hasn't really been able to connect before this pitch so i think you're doing a good choice where do we go next
2: um eight
1: question number eight eight that is the question on the lecture of the night about
0: all about pancakes for a potential base hit pancakes with which fruit added are an addition to the breakfast plate from asia
3: That would be the
0: inedible,
3: the least (laughs) favorite fruit that I know, which is the banana.
1: (laughs) Lots of potassium, but ugh. Uh, Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. And that is... Perhaps the worst swing I have ever seen at a at a pitched ball. Uh tapping the ball up the third baseline. Third baseman rushes down. There is no play at first, but the runners do not get to advance. The bases are now loaded with nobody out. That was a that was not a good swing. That was not a good swing by your cleanup hitter. Uh, well, that's-, that's because he's been eating bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it's very understandable. All right. You're still holding him at bay I think Kristen. where do you go next?
2: Um uh, mm, four. 4
1: 4
0: That is the Aetna question. Not not about the insurance company, it's about the mountain. Mount Aetna uh, erupted uh, on March 25th, 1669. It destroyed several towns on what island?
1: Right. So, Brian, Mount oh, erupted. Yeah. March twenty fifth, 1669, destroyed several towns on what island? Had you not already used your clue, um, oh, I had yeah. multiple choice for this one, but you've already used your clue. You can simply take the pitch if you have no guess. Or if you have two guesses, maybe a foul would be to your advantage. So this is it still available?
3: Well, I, I was yeah, I was thinking uh, when you said that, and I was thinking Vesuvius. So it was going on the whole Pompeii road. But I'm going to say Sicily, and I'm just going to take
1: a swing. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. It is a ground ball to the right-hand side. Second base, over. Not into This ball skips away. It goes off into right field. The runners advance there is still nobody out the bases are loaded and now two runs are in it is in fact Sicily oh that is where that's where it is it is uh near Messina uh, Messina is on mainland, and uh, Etna Logan is more know. or less, yes, yes, uh, more or less across the water. <laughs> all right. So far, Brian, you have uh, pulled out victory where I thought defeat was imminent time and time again. I cannot wait until she pulls the Sarah Jessica Parker question. Uh, all right. Where do we go next? Um, six. She goes to number six, six
0: Doug. That, that is the Golden Raspberry Awards for oh, a potential home run. And we have the bases loaded. If uh-uh. I had ominous music, I would play it.
1: <laughs> Sylvester Stallone
0: was chosen as the worst actor of the 80s and 90s. Name the performers who were the worst actresses in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then the worst actor of the 2000s to round out the four.
1: So this is according to the Golden Raspberry Awards. Is nothing... Nothing subjective about it at all. Uh, and so they they chose an actress who was the worst actress of the 80s, an actress who was the worst actress of the 90s, an actress who was the worst actress of 2000 to 2010, and the worst actor from 2000 to 2010. You can get as many as four of these right. Oh, or yeah. Or you oh, could take dear. a pitch, you could foul it off, you could do what you need to do here. There are four possible right answers here.
3: Oh dear. Um I there were just so many. <laughs> so many. Uh Um I'm 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 gonna look for a foul here. Um all right, you have to so, get one
1: wrong first. So you throw oh, you oh, throw oh, an oh, answer. Oh, right. So it's you use a foul if you think you have and one that you think is a good guess to back up one that you think is a and, and better guess. I'd like
0: to guess. interject for a moment, something that you might not understand, is that this is a home run question, so you're going to get four questions. Four answers. Right. If you answer all four four times, um, if you get one of them wrong, you're going to get an out. But if you got two right and two wrong, you'd still get a double, but then you'd be thrown out going for third. Just so you're aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no.
3: Um. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, i'll 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 throw out sandra bullock no (laughs) that's That's very helpful
0: of the
2: opposing
3: team
0: Um, uh, uh, i guess we're all in this together right
3: well you know i i don't actually watch bad movies so i wouldn't know um
1: since high school (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm 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 gonna i'm i'm gonna take the out on this i don't have the slightest you like, clue you, just you
0: take can the you could you just can throw out this question, if I, you throw out
3: this pick question. Pick I throw out this pick pick question i throw out this question
0: all right, right. Here's would it the help if i up. gave you a clue yeah, not that yeah. it's going to help you at all but you know the just woman terrible. in the 80s won her uh golden raspberry across from a guy who won the golden raspberry for worst actor that year and that guy was donald trump in the movie ghost can't do it
1: <laughs> that doesn't help apparently. yeah no you <laughs> never that. saw the, the, the classic ghost can't
0: do it our president has a golden raspberry award that's just so awesome
1: <laughs> here's the windup. here's the pitch right down the middle strike one <laughs> no outs no harm no foul what do you think Chris because I hear you you're giving guidance what do you think
2: Adam Sandler
1: Adam Sandler is not the right answer Oh. I think Adam Sandler is probably going to be chosen in the the most recent decade because he's got some choices in the 2010s.
0: But Eddie Murphy... Like, every three years or so, he does, like, one decent movie. You
1: know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, the a non-comedy
1: actor. Eddie Murphy was the actor. The actresses were Bo Derek, who was in Ghost Can't Do It, Madonna... Oh, oh. And Paris Hilton. Ah! She was good in that one movie.
0: But it was only like seven minutes long. House of (laughs) class.
1: No, no, no. Wow. Uh, All right. So, uh, so far we've had six questions. You've gotten no outs so far. However, you only have four more questions remaining. Two runs are in. Bases loaded. Nobody out. Two nothing, the score here on the top of the ninth. Where do we go next, Chris? one that was question number one question number one is the doomsday book
0: uh, for potential base hit the first doomsday book was ordered in march 25th 1066 by which norman king of england
3: (laughs) alfred
1: the great alfred the great here's the wind up here's the pitch sharply hit ground ball up the middle shortstop has it over to first it's his only play a run scores but there's now one out it is three to nothing alfred the confessor was the king before the first norman king of england
0: and alfred the butler was the guy that helped batman
1: (laughs) (laughs) william the conqueror Mm -hmm. william the conqueror all right. Oh no. All right. Yes. Where do we go next? There are three remaining numbers.
2: Um, eight. Did I say eight? You already? said
1: eight. So the ones um, that are remaining. Ten. Okay, ten. ten. Goes to ten.
0: Ten. This one goes to ten. Um, <laughs> this is the this is the the Paul Michael Glazer question. Paul Michael Glazer. Paul Michael Glazer had his first major film role in the nineteen seventy one version of what musical? Set in the Russian town of Anatevka.
1: Anatevka. Anatevka. Tradition! Tradition! You got to grow that beard out, Brian.
0: What
3: is Fast and Furious 2? (laughs) Is that your final
1: answer? I don't believe that's his final answer. (laughs) No, because I have a huge mental block. (laughs) Oh, you can't, you can. Fiddler, on the, Fiddler on the roof. There it is. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Line drive. Left field. One hop right to the fielder. One run scores. Runner holds up at third. There are now runners at the corners <laughs> with one out. It is four to nothing. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he started singing tradition, I knew that he knew. But then all of a sudden he didn't for a couple of minutes there, Brian. <laughs> Uh Brian, you have to grow out that beard to get a more Zero Mostel look for yourself. Well, you,
3: you, you can't see me on camera right now. I do have that beard. It's, oh, OK. <laughs>
1: I've, been, I've been locked up for two weeks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> all right. There are now two questions remaining. They are questions number two and number five. Where do we go next? Five. Number, number five.
0: Part? That is the Sarah Jessica Parker question. No, Sarah ah. Jessica Parker won two Emmy Awards for playing <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw on what HBO series?
1: And I'm going to only accept one answer.
3: Uh, what is sex in the city? Sex in the city. No, no, no. It's sex and the city. It's sex and the city.
0: Ah, I blew it. <laughs> What's your answer?
3: Sex and the city.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Ground ball up the middle. Shortstop has it. Misses second base. Completely missed the base. He is safe. Everybody's safe. The bases are loaded. (laughs) It is sex and the city. The only answer I could accept uh, because sex in the city is what might have been said. And if it was, I couldn't have accepted it. You still have a foul to go. Only one question left. If there's more than one answer, you should definitely go for as many answers as you can because this is your last batter. We're using, in addition to a variation of baseball rules, also t-ball rules. And uh, once everybody bats, we're out. Our final question is going to be number two.
0: Do I want to have her officially choose or let's just go? No, let's just go. Thank you very much, Chris. That is the Monte Cristo question. And this one has three potential answers. It's a triple the deliciousness known as the Monte Cristo sandwich has which four primary ingredients? Clue, it is a sandwich.
1: So I guess you actually get a little here. You only have to get three out of four. Uh, actually, no. We're going to take bread off the table. <laughs> bread is not going to be one of the ingredients. Bread uh, is one of thought. the four ingredients. Bread comes out. Oh, well, now, that's just...
3: Okay. Uh, first of all, there is ham. There is Swiss cheese. There is, of course, the bread, which has been removed from the equation. And then there is an egg batter that the uh, sandwich is battered in.
1: Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. It's a fly ball. Left field back by the wall. Left fielder looking up, and it is off the top of the wall, bounces away. Coming over to that (laughs) field jut out in the... He is chasing after this one run scores, two run scores, three run score, standing at third base for no apparent reason, because why doesn't he just go home? Because this is the last out. Now with seven runs, Ryan had a very successful top of the ninth inning. I don't know why he didn't score any runs up until this point, but nicely done. All three of those are correct.
0: That is is the, uh, the, the best single inning that we've ever had.
1: Runs wise, nicely done, Brian. Brian, do you have any questions? No, on I'm any just of the questions. It,
3: when, when we're done here tonight, I'm making a Monte cristo So,
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we may have more information that you need later about the Monte Cristo. We're going to come back when we come back from this uh, short break. We're going to be letting Chris have a chance to try to tie or win this game. There's not a lot of room for error. Don't go anywhere. This I believe in her. Is, She's up for it. This is Breaking Balls Trivia with the Five Minute Professor.
0: This is Breaking Balls Trivia, hosted by the Five Minute Professor and produced in association with the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports.com Network. We at the Trivia Show are looking for sponsors, not to make a lot of money, but to be able to give out awards to our participants. Cash works. Gift cards are great. But if you have a product is easily shipped, that'll also work. It's an affordable way to advertise your business. For more details, contact me on Twitter at Urban Baboon, or via email at urbanbaboon at gmail.com. Drop us a note. We'd love to talk to you. And now, back to our show.
1: This is Breaking Balls Trivia with a five-minute professor. We are here in the very beginning of the bottom of the ninth. The Daisy's Angels, or Daisy's Angels, are really up against it. The Woo Sox, newly moved from Providence, Rhode Island, to Worcester, Massachusetts, Next year, uh, have really opened up their offense here in the top of the ninth, scoring seven runs, which puts a lot of pressure on Chris and to Daisy's Angels. Chris, do you feel prepared emotionally? I am so ready. That sounds almost as convincing as I hoped it would. Chris, <laughs> Chris, do you know what happens if you lose?
2: Um, Donald Trump gets four more years?
0: <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus, no. If, if, if <laughs> that were the case, I'd send you over the answers. <laughs> Please do. No, but by uh, tradition, actually, uh, the loser does at the end of the show sing us out to take me up to the ball game.
2: Oh, okay. I'm yeah. gay. Does right, the winner
3: does the winner get to sing Sweet Caroline?
1: <laughs> Only in Boston. Yes. <laughs> stop, Are stop. we
2: all in Boston.
1: It is now time to begin the bottom of the ninth. Brian, what number would you like to start with? Let's start in the middle of the pack with five, please. Question number five. Doug? Question
0: number five. That is the Sardisca Parker question. Sardisca Parker has had some celebrated men in her life. Name up to four. Her husband of over 20 years and any of her three famous exes.
1: So, this could be a home run or it could be a single.
2: Matthew. If you,
1: yeah, I believe you know who she's married to. So, I think it could be at least a single. But she had, she was married and she had three famous exes. Yep. And,
0: and okay. by the rules, by the strategy of baseball, you don't want to make it out here. Just get base runners on.
2: All right. Matthew Broderick. Um.
1: Oh God. Um. Oh. It's certainly okay to think I through your I answers in. out loud. Huh? Um. Robert Downey,
2: Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr.
1: Her inner voice has a a lower timbre. <laughs> okay. Matthew Broderick. Robert Downey Jr. I'm going um, to give you a clue that you haven't asked for, and this doesn't work against you. There's another famous junior. Junior? Oh! Um,
2: JFK Jr.,
1: right? So you're saying Matthew Broderick, Robert Downey Jr., and JFK Jr. Do you have a guess for the fourth one, or do you want to stick with three answers? Yeah. you go with three? Yep. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch shallow five ball into right field right fielder coming over the ball still falling falling it is down bounces around out in the right hand corner this is why you have a leadoff batter as fast as david ortiz rounding first coming around second sliding in at third base the throw oh. is too late the right answer matthew broderick robert downey jr jfk jr and the singer-songwriter Joshua Cadison. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, and, and, and little-known little fact: I was life? actually married to her for five years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Brian, you don't make the threshold of being famous enough but to celebrated. be celebrated. Point he did well did have taken. the
0: highest score in the history of Breaking Ball trivia,
1: <laughs> which is reasons
0: true. to celebrate.
1: A lead-off triple. Daisy's Angels are not going down easy. Great job. I think it's our first triple. It might be. Well, it was a home run question, though.
3: All
0: right. Where do
1: we go next, Brian? Well, let's
0: uh, bring it all the way up to 10, please.
1: All right. Let's crank it up to 10.
0: That is our Paul Michael Glazer question. Paul Michael Glazer. This is for a single. Paul Glazer was the first half of what TV title crime fighting duo in the 1970s, that normally drove around in a
1: Gran Torino.
2: Starsky and Hutch?
1: Starskin Hutch. Starsky and Hutch, I like how you answered it first in the form of a question. And although this is not Jeopardy, we don't require you to answer it in the form of a question. Starsky <laughs> and Hutch? What is Starsky and Hutch? <laughs> Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Hugging the line at first base. It is into right field. A single drives in a run. It is now 7-1. to Absolutely caressed. Starsky and Hutch. That is Paul Michael Glazer, who, if you thought he was the guy from Saved by the Bell, and uh, Brian, if he found out that you thought that, he would probably come and punch you. And he is is a pacifist. Uh, That is how angry you would probably make him. Isn't he, like, really sick, too, or something? I don't know. He wasn't really sick. His wife... Uh, he had a wife and two children uh, in the 80s that all ended up uh, with HIV. Oh, dear. Yes.
0: Oh, on that bright note, let's let's continue. Oh, on. hey.
1: <laughs> You're the one who brought it up. Sorry well, about
0: that. That's, that's right, where do we go candy. next, Brian? <laughs> oh, well, let's go to one. Number, Number one what? for a potential double. This is the Domesday Book question. What were the two primary functions of the 1066 Domesday Book?
1: You have a clue available if you need it. But what were the two primary functions uh. of the Domesday Book? Or sometimes pronounced Doomsday Book? Middle English, this is how they would have spelled the Doomsday. And William the Conqueror didn't speak English, so we probably didn't correct anyone. <laughs> You can also take the pitch. So you have a lot of choices here. You can take a clue. You can foul it off if you think maybe you have a good second guess. Or you can take the pitch. Census and taxes. She says census and taxes. Here's the set. Here's the pitch. This is a sharply hit line drive into the gap. And left center is going to get all the way to the wall. Center fielder over. Has the ball in. Throws it in. Play it third. Not in time. Runners on second and third. Those are the two right answers. To count the people and property, a census, and to determine tax revenues owed to William the Conqueror. Very well done. Wow. She's making a game of it. 7-1. Nobody out. Runners on second and third. Where do we go next, Brian?
0: Uh, let's just take one up, two, two. Going to question number two. This is uh, this is worth potentially a double, and it's the Monte Cristo question. At Bennigan's, a Monte Cristo sandwich is served with which two sweet additions? One of them's on the side.
2: Stuff. Um, Monte Cristo.
1: Oh, God. So here's a case where Brian is not shouting out the answer to you. Um, Brian you don't know knows the answer. He did, we didn't talk about it when he answered the question.
2: Wait a minute.
1: The reason he knows this answer is because he is halfway through preparing a Monte Cristo right now. I, I, did, I did work in the Benignan's for a year. Already?
0: I, I made my share of Monte Cristo's, and that mm-hmm. is a beautiful
1: sandwich. <sighs> the greatest sandwich in the history of humankind.
2: <laughs> um two sweet ingredients. Really?
1: Two sweet additions to the sandwich. Additions.
2: Um it's I
1: can't I can't say.
2: Um, I can't honey. Um
1: So your choice is here. You can take a clue, you can foul it off, or you can simply take the pitch. And if you, you are down to, seven uh, to take one the
0: pitch. There are okay we're all gonna shout out the answers in unison because we're dying um i
2: don't i don't know i don't know i don't know that's what i'm gonna take the pitch yeah
1: now i want you to know that um craig kimbrell is on the mound here in the ninth and he is just throwing just lobbing the pitches in that's what's happened so far, which is why you're clobbering the pitches time after time after time, just standing there with a stupid arm out. But, um, Brian, why don't you tell her what the answer would be? Because I think you know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think you know. Oh, powdered sugar?
2: <laughs> I'm looking up now. Powdered Don't
1: look at The idea is not to look it up.
2: Jesus. <laughs>
0: A Benigan's thing—it's its on granola bread. They use a, on the bottom half they have Swiss and uh, turkey. On the top half they have cheddar and ham. There's a piece of bread in the middle. They batter it. They throw it in the deep fryer, and then they cut it into fourths and they top it with because the outside's sugar. like a pancake. They top it with powdered sugar.
1: Yep, and on raspberry jam on the side.
0: <laughs> if you but their menu will say compote. I don't know what the difference is, but it will say that. Uh-huh. It's I, not I, I really, I really Trump. did work for a year as the guy that made Monte Cristos for for that <laughs> when I was 19 years old for Benegans.
1: Well, so good old days. Uh, so, I think we all need a Monte Cristo now, and we also need to sit back and think about the the evolution of this sandwich, which started as a ham and cheese sandwich, and they said, uh, "What would and, happen if we deep fried it?" and, and then, you've then Never what heard would of a sandwich. We gave it with raspberry jam and, and sugar.
0: If if you go to some place and they have a Monte Cristo on the menu, and they try making it like French toast on a flat top grill, you walk out of that restaurant. <laughs> that is an abomination. of This sandwich. This sandwich has to be twenty six hundred calories.
3: <laughs> what you really want to have is a croque, monsieur.
1: Ah, there it is. That's that's a little more. It's a little more elegant. It is a variation of a croque monsieur. All right. Where do we go next, Brian? Mm, Seven, please. Question number seven. Seven. Still no outs. Runners on second and third. Seven to ones the score. That's the Howard Cosell
0: question. Good for a base hit. Howard Cosell was born on March 25th, 1918. In what U.S. state that is also the home to Salem College and Wake Forest University?
2: Wake Forest.
1: Hmm.
2: Wake
1: Forest. Where is Do you, if you used your take a pitch, you could... Don't look it up. You could get a clue. Don't look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. You could get a clue <laughs> I feel like I'd like, like to read follow. the last part of it again. That is also yes. the
0: home to Salem College and Wake Forest University.
2: Damn it. You're on your own. Um, uh, I don't know. Um,
1: Salem College is the first Salem Salem. Salem, Salem, Salem College is the excuses, first women's but only me. college created in 1775. If that helps. What's the wait? What? All right, repeat the repeat the question. Sa- Salem College is the oldest continuously operated college for women in North America. It was That's started kind of in 1772.
0: Howard Cosell was born on March 25th, 1918 in what U.S. state that is also the home to Salem College and Wake Forest University?
2: Wake Forest. Okay. I know someone who went to Wake Forest.
0: I
1: think Tim Duncan went there.
2: Um. Oh,
1: shit. South Carolina? You say South Carolina. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Soft fly ball. Shortstop goes back. Has it. Can she foul it? One down. Did she already foul? Mm. She didn't have a good second guess. Oh. <laughs> or I would have allowed that. Um, if if I said that was a wrong answer and that ball was going to go foul, would you want it to go foul or would you want to take the out here?
2: What? Okay. If I take the foul, what does that mean?
1: That means you get a second guess.
2: North Carolina.
1: So that first pitch, the shortstop playing... On the shift, I'm assuming. Um,
0: well, the first the baseman was
1: way in for the bunt, so he was over to cover first. <laughs> that ball goes out of play. Everyone's back into their positions. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. The exact same location, but it falls fair. What? One run scores. Runner moves from second to third. Runner's on the corners now with nobody out, and it's seven to Does three. Does that mean there was right? It was North Carolina.
3: Oh, My there. demon
1: deacons. Nicely <laughs> Yeah, it's the Salem is the same Salem in Winston-Salem. Yeah. Which is where Howard Cosell was born and where Wake Forest is.
2: Okay.
1: All right, Brian. Uh she's used all but one of her her saves. She only has the clue left. Oh. She is down seven to two. However, there's nobody out yet. Where do we go next?
0: Uh nine. Number nine is the Elton John question. Good for a base hit. Elton John has twice owned what type of sports team? Oh,
1: um soccer she says soccer here's the wind up here's the pitch ground ball up the middle shortstop has no chance another run scores there are runners on first and second still nobody out it is now seven to three the tying run is in the on deck circle still nobody out i would have also accepted association football he has owned the same team twice. All right. Okay. Same Brian, club. Excuse me. The same, same club. club. Excuse me. Excuse same me. football club. Thanks. You're absolutely correct. All right. Now, Brian, you enjoyed your first your first half of the inning where you scored seven runs. How does it feel when you see the pressure coming on Yacha? And you know Craig Kimbrell is your only hope.
3: I am really looking <laughs> at my management right now, and uh, I am
0: not happy
3: with what I'm seeing.
0: She's actually got a chance because she's got a triple and a double left. Yes, she does. <laughs> All right, where do we go next? Six. That's uh, that, that's good. That's that's for the double. Good for you to get that off the board early. This category is the Golden Raspberry Awards. The Golden Raspberry Awards first twenty five years singled out which two films won a drama, and one supposedly a comedy, which swept the awards for 2000 and 2003 releases. Let me repeat that, because it's, uh-huh. not, it's not exactly a sentence that makes sense in my head. The <laughs> Golden Raspberry Awards' first 25 years singled out which two films, won a drama, and one supposedly a comedy, which swept all the awards for the year 2000
1: and 2003? Right, so this is the huh. Golden Raspberries had a special ceremony for the first 25 years where they chose one film that was a drama and one film that was a comedy to be the worst films of all time. Okay. And they That's had the swept the awards for the year 2000 and for the year 2003. So one came out in 2000, one came in 2003. <laughs> Man. Name either or both of these worst oh, films ever according to the Golden Raspberry Awards?
0: Oh. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a really horrible hint. The star of one of these two movies, when he was promoting the show on, on late night TV, he called it the Schindler's List of Science Fiction. Which I oh, think is God. the worst review I've ever it's always stuck with me that that's what he called that. And you know who that person is. The
2: Schindler's List?
1: I, I'm telling you, it's a horrible I will step clue. out I yes, I I will step out of the coach's box at third base and say, That is a bad clue. <laughs> I, so I'm good for horrible clues, but they're interesting it's... pieces of
0: information, yes, which is also is. part of what trivia is. Yeah. Uh,
2: all right, wait, okay. Repeat one more time the the criteria.
0: The criteria?
1: What oh, the question? Re- read the read through the question. The one Golden
0: Raspberry Awards first twenty five years singled out which two films—one a drama and one supposedly a comedy—which swept the awards for two thousand for the two thousand and two thousand and three releases. So we know that they're the worst films of all time by their him and one came out in 2000 and one came out in 2003 and what right. is a drama all and
1: what is a comedy
2: All right 2000 I'm gonna guess an Adam Sandler movie um Waterboy
1: okay are you going with just the one guess
2: <laughs> and what's the other one 2003 a like yep. drama?
1: Uh, well, one's a comedy, one's
0: a drama. I don't know which is which. Yeah, you, you, if you're right about the first one, then it's a drama. But if you're not right, then
1: it's a comedy.
2: 2003 drama. Oh, God.
1: Bad, mm. bad movie. Universally panned. One <laughs> of them has a 6% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Can I
2: ask who stars in the movie?
1: You know what? You do have a clue available. So okay. I will give you one of the stars of one of the movies and the person responsible for Doug's quote. Okay. John Travolta. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, God.
2: Uh, look who's talking. <laughs> All
1: right. So you're going with, what are your two guesses?
2: Look who's talking.
1: Okay, and?
2: Um... Oh, God! The English Patient, because I don't know.
1: Okay, so just so we're clear, really I the Oscar-winning be... film The English <laughs> Patient also is listed by the Golden Raspberry Organizations as one of the two worst films of all time. Yes, because it sucked. I will say this. I didn't understand who the audience was for the English patient because it's a love story with violence. It was awful. You know what? I'm, I'm willing like, to like get a base run on this because I hated the English patient. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the windup and the pitch. Fly ball, right field. Right field. They're going back into the corner. Catches the ball. Uh. Put back in. Runner advances from second to third. There are now runners on the corners, but there's one out. Neither one of those answers were correct. Brian, do you have any guesses as to either of these answers?
3: Oh, uh, the L Ron
0: Hubbard.
1: Yeah. Oh. Just yeah, I don't yes. think
0: My terrible clue became pretty good
1: once Trantravolta was mentioned. Yes. Battlefield Earth. Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. The other one was Gili. Gili that was a tour de force,
2: do
3: not, do
1: not attack Gigli. Well, the Golden Raspberry people have already beaten me to it. And uh, those were the two right answers. You got neither one of them right. You did move a runner from second to third. There is now one out. It is seven to three. Brian, you seem to have slowed the bleeding. Where do we go next? Eight, four, three.
0: Eight, four, four three. Uh, Eight. Eight it is. Eight. That is the pancake question. The question from the lecture today. What ingredient is unique to Johnny Cakes?
1: Cornmeal. She says cornmeal. Uh, Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. This is a traditional Texas leaguer. It is going to land just behind the scrambling second baseman. He catches it on one hop. There is no play. Runners first and second. A run scores. It's now seven to four. Seven to four. One out. The tying run is at the plate. There are two questions remaining. Where do we go next, Brian? What do we got? We have uh, three Three and four. four.
0: Three and four. I'll go with four. Oh, that was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that it's a bad question, remember, But if you had gone the other way, then you would have won because she couldn't have tied you. And now
1: you're setting this game up. <laughs> All For right, here. Well, this like is the Mount exciting.
0: Etna question. Now, name... keep in
1: mind, she doesn't get multiple choice because she already has gotten her clue.
0: Right. The name of Mount Etna evolved from what language, with the meaning
1: "I burn." The name of Mount Etna evolved from what language, with the meaning "I burn." Hmm. But language is etymologically responsible for the name Etna.
2: Brian? (laughs) He's gone. Um.
1: Hmm. Italian. She says Italian. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Ground ball right back to the pitcher. He looks over to the third. No time. Back over to First. There are now two runners in scoring position, and it's seven to four. There are two outs. Brian, do you know, etymologically, what gave us Mount Etna?
3: That would either be Latin or Etruscan. I'm going to go with Latin.
1: We've gotten three wrong answers now. It is Greek. Ah! Etna comes from the Greek. It was uh, Latinized to Etna, A E. TNA, which is where we get the insurance company from. Uh, so technically, the insurance company comes from I burn. Uh, kind of. <laughs> <It> makes sense. <laughs> We're all going to burn. All right, here it is. Question number three is our final question. Yeah. And if you paid close attention, you know the category is the one. That was selected by Chris herself. (laughs) It is the Bachelor and could be good for a game tying home run if you get all four answers correct. Oh, wait. Wow, this is. Wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah, it's triple. It's only good for a triple. It's not good for four. It's only good for a triple.
0: Yeah, if she'd gotten the runner on base, then it could have tied the game. Yep, absolutely. you, you, you still can make a big a run at this. Nothing deficit. You could leave this game 7-6. to six, six points being the second most that anyone's ever scored in our game. <laughs> which is still pretty impressive. Yes. Doug, I'm ready for the question. Number three. There have been 24 Bachelor series in the United States. Oh my god. Name <laughs> up to three of these couples from any of the series that are still together. Name up to three couples. Oh, alright. So, I guess... I guess some of of them stay together. Yeah, not many. (laughs) (laughs) There have been 24 Bachelor series in the United States. Name up to three of these couples from any of these series that are still together.
1: Now, just so we are clear, that would be if it was the winner or the runner-up. Because in some cases, the runner-up ended up with The Bachelor, and they stayed together. This is why I didn't watch the show. <laughs> ah, but Chris did.
2: So is the Bachelor or the Bachelorette? It is one. the
1: Bachelor. It is only the Bachelor. That's the, bachelor. I they were in the okay. same series.
2: Okay. Sean and Catherine. Ari and Lauren. And, oh, God. Um. Oh, Jason and
1: Molly. So you take those three: Jason and Molly, Sean and Catherine, Ari and Lauren, and all three of those are right. Oh! It is a triple. The <laughs> runner stands on third once again for no reason. <laughs> that ball bounces around out in left field. The left fielder normally, if it was, if it was uh, Manny Ramirez, he would have just walked home. He wouldn't have played the ball even. But because Yastretsky was still out and left, he stayed on the ball, grabbed his cigarette from the green monster, <laughs> threw the ball in, and kept that runner at third, which saved the game. Oh, that's awesome. It's the other right answer, comeback. Colton, and oh, Colton, <laughs> and Colton and Cassie.
2: Oh, uh, Colton and Cassie.
1: Colton Cassie. That was the other answer that would have been correct, Colton and Cassie. Outstanding work by both teams are final. Seven <laughs> to six, without question, the greatest game of Breaking Balls trivia in the history of the month of March 2020. Oh, that was awesome. It. <laughs> uh, great game. Uh, Brian, you did win. Uh, mm-hmm. As a result, uh, you are the winner of our immense uh, Absolute Nothing prize. Well, I, I, uh, I'm but... going to say this. I, I've committed to this show. We talked
0: about maybe coughing up some money of our own of our own. If I get a check from the government for fifteen hundred bucks, I'm cool with popping some money into a true jackpot. Like I I, I don't need that money. I I i telling people I'm gonna build a Thunderdome in my backyard. I'll be okay. But you know, like we talked about it, maybe we'll have a hundred dollar prize. Maybe who knows?
1: Well anyway. so you guys picked a great time to play the best game in the history of, of Breaking Balls premium because there's absolutely no prize but there is a penalty for losing It is time for us to end this week. By the way, thank you all very much for listening. Check out all of the other uh, podcast recordings of Breaking Balls Trivia. You can find that every place where great podcasts are available. Ours is right next to theirs. I don't know Uh, why I'm
0: saying this, but I I believe this will be published on Friday.
1: (laughs) And check out all of the shows and uh, find us and like us on Facebook. Because uh, my goal here is to, like to get some up, so you can do that. Facebook,
0: yeah. Don't find not a and... Waco Taco. Oh, let me say something else. This is something I just wanted to say. If you're here this long, uh, there are people out there. I'm one of them. Is going to be they're driving people's food around, and we're trying to keep those little businesses like Waco Taco up. Right now, if you're on Uber Eats, they're actually uh, waiving the charges for independent companies. And I drive with uh, Postmates. And if you use the if you if you're a new customer, you sign up with Fork One Hundred. They'll give you. Uh, two weeks, uh, up to a hundred dollars off of all your delivery charges, and you can deliver wherever the hell you want to go. They'll go any place takes a credit card.
1: Just a couple things. Well, a couple of ways that we can try and keep some economy moving, especially in this in day and age that we love.
2: And you want to order something that is microwavable?
1: That's good thinking too.
3: Can I give a shout out to my favorite restaurant in Orlando? Yeah. Yeah, Please go ahead. do. It's a a Russian restaurant called Ararat. I don't remember exactly where it is, but I've been there a million times. It's Russian food. It is fantastic. Uh, Go there. It is absolutely tremendous.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Chris, since we're throwing out names of uh, restaurants that we like in uh, the Orlando area, or really any area, is there a local restaurant you want to... uh... You want to plug
2: the Mountain Barn in Princeton, Massachusetts.
1: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Ararat Euro Food Bistro is That's at seventy-five the... forty Universal Boulevard in Orlando. That's why we don't go. It. It's over
0: in the. It's over in the attractions. We don't go there that much.
1: <laughs> yes, we're locals. Yeah. Uh, thank you both very much for playing. And uh, Chris, thank you very much for participating in the loser penalty, which is to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. You can sing as much or as little of it as you would like. But, but take it, it away. But do it with feeling.
2: Oh, okay. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. I'm digging this. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. So it's root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. But it's one, two, three strikes you're out at the old ball game. Yay!
3: That is the sexiest version of that song. I, I I, I
0: never envisioned that song as a torch song. That, that is just, that is just beautiful. But, but you know I, I'm, I'm picturing that now and that image will be in my head for a long time while i'm not touching my face
1: <laughs> thank you all very much this is breaking balls trivia with the five minute professor <laughs>